Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Whose Filmography Is It Anyway? Where this week, instead of picking and talking about a movie, we, Josh and I decided, hey, it's halfway through the year. We may as well tell you our top five movies of the year. You know, rough, rough year, we'll, we'll say. But uh, with me, as always, is my co-hosted Fred, Josh Page. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for another lovely introduction. Um, it's halftime, folks. This is the part of the show where, uh, uh, well, not our show specifically, it's part of our show being the year. Oh, it's the halftime take... show. We got um, um, Madonna in the back. She's oh, here. Uh, she crumbled in the wind. Uh, Late, oh. I'm sorry. Oh, she's, she's not here anymore. Oh, tangent quick. So, yes, we're at the halftime show, uh, meaning that uh, 2020... Uh, as of this recording, is, uh, we're, we're more than halfway there, and um, halfway there, halfway, halfway there. there. <laughs> but and normally, this would be a good time for people to sit and go, "Well, how does your 2020 look so far in terms of your movie watching?" Where at this point, for the folks at home, Stephen and I would usually have somewhat of a decent list. Um, usually, a top ten at this point. Just and, like, and obviously, it's not the end list, but I, I would have had at least ten movies to put on the list. Absolutely, and where at this point, it's kind of like even finding ten movies in general is kind of a stretch. So it's very um, interesting due to um, COVID nineteen and quarantining and theaters just you know being halted um, until further notice. We don't have many new movies, um, and yet we're still gonna keep by tradition and kind of evaluate where we stand and this will be very uh i think it'll be very comical for people to see uh where we have to choose from when we have such a small selection to go off of my list isn't as uh terrible as i thought it would be actually but why don't we start reading off the list and then we'll talk about uh the future of movies and, sh- and such at number five I have the Invisible Man remake uh, from uh, Lee Quainel. I don't know his name. I pronounce his name. Gonna have to. uh, Kim Basinger. 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 The guy. The guy from Saw, not uh, Carrie Elwes. The other guy from Saw. Gotcha. Um, I know who. And as we went back to our early, I think it was our first talked about the movies we had watched. I had said that I had watched this movie and I was not a big fan of this movie and yet it's still here. So just to show you how many movies I've watched, um, just movie to, will be coming back up in conversation. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, and the fact that it will come back is that um, I'm a big horror fan. So I watched this with the mindset of watching a, a horror movie. And it turns out as we've talked out, as you and I have spoken about, it's, it plays out almost more like a thriller. Um, I thought the, it was very melodramatic. It was very, uh, everyone kind of took it way too seriously. I was looking for a little humor. It was very, the dialogue, I had problems with it. But hey, you know, when it was, it worked. For me, it worked. So hey, that's my number five. Uh, my number four is uh, Color Out of Space, based on the H.P. Lovecraft uh, story, starring Nicolas Cage and Friends. Um, as Stephen and, Steve and I had spoken about, I also was not a big fan of this movie. I still have not seen this movie. Um, it's on my list. It's very unique. The storytelling is uh, very bizarre, as anyone would expect from H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it's almost like a mishmash of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and other um, 
kind of body horror-esque films. And it gets kind of gonzo and crazy. And I love that. The crazier horror movies get, I love. But uh, the way I had described it to Stephen is that the special effects kind of play out a little bit like the sci-fi channel. Um, It's kind of like you can tell the work with a low budget and somewhat admirable. Um, I enjoy the storytelling more than what I was actually watching. Um, But it's an original concept nonetheless. So I had to give it kudos. That was my number four. My number three, uh, Birds of Prey. Still have not seen that either. Uh, yes, the uh, the uh, uh, a Suicide Squad re- um, spinoff to some, or a completely original um, kind of girl power. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I feel like it was a reboot, will like a reboot sequel. Yes, they made clear nods to things that had happened in the prior film, mostly Joker stuff. But at the same time, if you didn't watch Suicide Squad, you won't miss anything. Yeah, if you have not watched Suicide Squad, I don't recommend just watching just, Suicide Squad. I haven't seen Birds of Prey, but I would say just skip right into that one. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's it completely embraces its own identity um, as a kind of this um, very violent, girl power, vulgar kind of story of um, great chemistry. And uh, Hugh McGregor is an incredibly entertaining villain very flamboyant and he wears these like fancy suits and like, I don't know, but it, the movie just kind of worked for me um, better than a lot of other uh, comic book movies in general. It was way more entertaining than I thought it would be and it flowed really nice. So Release the air cut. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And um, my number two uh, is the Emma remake um, starring Taylor Joy. Um, I have not seen that one either. Uh, no, I, I don't want to pay for these movies. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I but go no, on, go on. No, with your no, list. no disrespect that you can hold your rude comments till for later. But, no, um, I, it's nothing rude. I just don't feel like paying 4.99 for these movies, and when, when I know they'll be streamable by the end of the year, you'll be able to stream them for free by the end of the year. My guess is that. Birds of Prey will be put on HBO Max by the end of the year, and Emma will probably be on some streaming service by the end of the year. Let's take this moment, and we'll return uh, when that does or does not happen. Yeah. You'll see. Within, like, the next two, three months, Birds of Prey is going to go on HBO Max, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be like, look how awesome and cool this is, Josh. Or you're going to say, hey, this is dog shit, and I completely disagree with your opinion. But hey, look, here it is. I'm right. You're wrong. But yes, the, uh, the Emma remake, known to others as Clueless, in an uh, older, more fancier era, uh, based on the, the Jane Austen book. Um, incredibly well shot. Anya Taylor-Joy you know, put on a good performance. It's fine. Uh, it's incredibly elegant. It's funny when it needs to be. Uh, it really works. So... Um, there's not much to say about it. It's a story that's been told numerous times. Um, it's uh, it's just pretty quality from what I've seen. So I'm just kind of just, I'm going to cap it off there. Cool. Go, I go, go. need to see most of the movies on your list. Good. Uh, before I give my list, I'm going to give two honorable mentions. I won't say uh. much about them. But I'm going to say uh, that The Vast Night on Amazon Prime, definitely worth a watch. That movie was made for dirt cheap, and it sucks you in. It is really good. Uh, my other honorable mention is Shirley, which is available on Hulu. It stars Elizabeth Moss, and it's basically Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf with, like, 
a Rosemary's Baby thrown in. There's no demonic portion of the movie. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up like that. Is it's this a just thriller? like what? Uh, Shirley? No. Well, psychological thriller, I guess. It's like a drama psychological thriller. Like you're the way in which uh, this woman's psyche unravels is like it's pretty crazy. I am adding it to my list. Uh, now for my actual list at number five, Bad Education, the Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney HBO movie about um, the scandal on a Long Island school. I'm from Long Island and it just hit me hard because I know, like, I don't know these people personally, but I know people exactly like the people that are on the fucking screen. Must it's, watch. It's a must watch if you're from Long Island, at least. I mean, you know, I have a Long Island tattoo as <laughs> if I uh, couldn't be more of a Long Island douchebag. I actually have Long Island tattoos. So. I, it's almost like the big, it's not as good as the big short, but it's like within that vein of like having fun while committing crimes. It may propel me to get the Hugh Jackman tattoo that I've wanted on the other arm. Oh, is that is that right? Yes, I've been thinking about it for a long time. This might be the one to do it. Is I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. That's uh, but it's provocative, you know. Number four is Onward, Pixar's new movie. Okay. With uh, Tom Hiddleston and uh, Chris Pratt. That's cute. I think it, you mean to say um, to a Tom something else. From Tom Spider-Man. Holland. You said Tom Hiddleston. Oh, I meant Tom Holland. Okay. <laughs> um, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Still both Marvel men. But um, it's a fun, just like adventure movie that has, sure, it pulls on your heartstrings a little, but by the end, like every other Pixar movie, you're crying. Uh, That's uh, really precious, Stephen. My number three is seven five zero zero. It's on Amazon. Um, did you watch it yet? I watched the trailer. Okay. And I did not realize it was like a thriller in an airplane. Yes, that's it. It is a thriller. Don't get me wrong, but it is. But the what makes it so thrilling is the horrific circumstance that you were thrown in. Like, I don't want to spoil the movie if you haven't heard about it before, but it it's really just it puts you on the edge of your seat the whole time it reminded me a little of nonstop starring Liam Neeson it's different than that i don't know how much the trailer gives away like do you know what happens it just show him in the cockpit and i guess his wife or whoever or his love interest okay yeah say, that's why i don't want to spoil anything she's i don't know she there's 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 terrorists i guess oh who, okay they do say it never mind who, all right well I guess spoiler alert, there's terrorists who want to hijack the plane, but somehow his wife or whoever gets involved. Like she, like he, she's one of the hostages, I guess, or whatever. And so he's steering, he's, he's piloting the plane, but I guess they have to stop the terrorists. And then he's screaming and then the trailer cuts. And I was like, what, what I've, I I did not expect this at all. So it was um, a crazy fucking movie. It's a hard, it's, it puts you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Speaking of which my number two is invisible man, which I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I don't know if my feelings for this movie are simply because I saw it on the IMAX screen at the Lincoln Center Theater. Like, seeing it on that big of a screen, it being one of the last movies I saw on the big screen, maybe that was a factor. 
It's got a lasting effect. But it had a lasting effect. Like Josh, I won't repeat anything that Josh said, but I will say that Elizabeth Moss was fucking phenomenal in it. She's very a uh, lot of crying. She was very upset. Um, I yeah, I think I I don't know. I give her a lot of credit. It can't be easy she's doing what act. she does. Oh, absolutely. Going like four seasons of Handmaid's Tale, making this movie. Yeah. Not <laughs> she makes a lot of uh, heavy movies, heavy characters. Um, and there, uh, for me, it was like the, um, the sequences, like the, um, the action sequences and the certain, I don't know, certain techniques that was, that we talked about, uh, scene in the rain, there was a scene in a hallway and like, there were scenes that were, they completely escalated. So it goes from, for me, it went from being like soap opera to like this insanely choreographed thriller and i was like oh there's a really good movie buried in here somewhere and when those moments happened it really worked for me so the movie was a little loss for me all right uh we're down to our number ones go for it um my number one so far uh which for most people probably haven't heard of it's technically a 2019 release we've had this uh debate yeah i didn't count Portrait of a Lady on Fire in this list at all. Um, this but, got a U.S. release in 2020, so it is um, a, uh, Come to Daddy by director Ant Timpson, starring Elijah Wood. And the reason I uh, have it sitting at my number one right now, aside from lack of anything else really coming out, is that it was genuinely one of the most surprising movies I've seen in a long time. Um, the way I, I capped it up for people as i said it's basically like trailer park parasite and so basically the way i see it is it's like these very hillbilly kind of characters who for about 30 minutes you're like okay where's the story going it's very awkward there's a lot of tension is some very dark humor um and these characters just kind of feel like white trash and then all of a sudden the first surprise happens in the at the end of the first act i guess you could say and then the movie kind of just keeps packing on surprises as it goes along. Um, and there's really, even though you know that there's twists or someone could tell you, oh, there's like, it's very surprising. You almost can't really predict exactly what's going to happen. Um, it, it almost plays out like a horror movie and then it becomes just a crazy kooky thriller. And then it's very funny and then it's very dark uh, and very bleak. And then all of a sudden it's just over. And it's and it's short. It's like a very breezy movie. Yeah, so it's, it's now on Amazon Prime uh, for free. So um, it's on my list. I haven't. I've been watching Wes Anderson movies <laughs> recently, I, so I haven't had time to watch it yet. But it's on my list. It's literally very, it's on my list. It is very. I I highly recommend it. If for no other reason than it's in a completely um, surprising and entertaining kind of flick. <laughs> All right, uh, my number one is. Spike Lee's *The Five Bloods*. Yeah. I want to preface by saying, do I think it's a perfect movie? No, I think a good like fifteen, twenty minutes of the movie could just be chopped away. And as always with Spike, there's always like one or two plot lines that is like thrown in but never really examined. Yeah, he and does just, that. He does that a lot. And in this movie, there is one or two plot lines that could have just been cut out entirely. Um, but I have never seen a movie come out at such a perfect moment before. And I'm not saying that's a good thing because clearly the circumstances 
that are going on in this country right now are reprehensible and Spike has always called them out. It It's not that this movie was a came out in the perfect timing. It's that Spike Lee has to continuously make this movie and present to our faces what we should know that, you know, there's racism in the fucking country. But, yeah. uh, not to get too preaching, but to get back to the actual movie, Delroy Lindo, if this guy doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, I'm gonna freak out because he gave one of the, so far he is the best supporting actor I've seen this year. Okay. Yeah. I highly recommend watching this movie. It just the way Spike does different aspect ratios to incorporate what t- time you're in and the story in of itself is still brilliant. I I highly recommend it. Uh it is literally on my list. It is one of those things. I know it's on Netflix. Um I that's one I have to get. With that, um uh, do we want to send the folks off with our most anticipated uh, to come of 2020, or do we uh, hold off since we don't even know what's coming out? <laughs> I mean, I guess we could just have a really quick conversation about the future of movies this year, because in all honesty, I don't foresee movie theaters opening earlier than, like, I don't even know when, like, as I, I don't see them opening up earlier than like October, honestly. At this point, I mean, I'm looking at an article from June that said, here are all the releases moving forward, starting with July, the first thing being uh, like Mulan and Tenant. And I think both of those were already pushed to August. They were pushed to August and, yeah. you know, later August too. I And I still don't think that's enough time, given the numbers that are coming out and the amount of and just governors not reopening things and for good reason don't get me wrong but you know i don't i just don't see movie theaters opening anytime soon so i can't even tell you what i can anticipate for the rest of this year the only one i can say that i'm really excited for because it's a netflix movie which means it's definitely coming out is uh mank david fincher's new movie it's about um the cinematographer or the editor of Citizen Kane. It's a biopic. Or it's a it's biopic, not, yeah. Or as the, the headline says, it's not just a biopic. I mean, I'm sure it's an exaggerated biopic, but it's about um, the cinematographer who filmed Citizen Kane. So it's going like to be that. crazy. I'm, and Citizen Kane is one of my favorite movies. So any behind the scenes information I can get, go for it. I'm, I'm yeah. That's awesome. The only movie I'm holding out for is Dune. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am very excited for Dune. I'm just skeptical that movie theaters will open it all this year. Um, I'm going with a movie that I know will come out this year, regardless. That's the only movie really holding on. Like, don't get me wrong. I was we as we've said. Like, I've I've been excited for other movies that were slated to come out this year, but for me, it was like Dune was the end all be all. That's the only one I really wanted. So I don't even know. Like you said, I don't even know what that's going to look like. I don't even know if that'll come out this year. So, Yeah, and, you know, Tenant's going to just keep getting pushed back and back. And I I don't know. I'd rather them wait for Tenant because they know that's going to draw big crowds. And we've talked about this. But, like, until it's – we truly know it's safe enough to, to get together. It's just – Yeah, just but it's off. also a matter of, like, how many more times can you keep pushing off a movie without the movie looking bad, you know? Well – 
Just or the ask, studio looking bad. Just ask director Josh Boone in his uh, reference to the New Mutants. Ouch. That movie is never coming out. <laughs> Not, like, ever. I mean, at this point, I think you had said it even months ago, they might as well just uh, put that to streaming. I said that when they moved it. Oh, when, no, I said that when they fucking bought or created Disney+. Plus. I said that New Mutants is going to end up on Disney+, Plus because there is just no way that it was ever going to get released in theaters. You know, they gave it a March release date, and I started thinking, okay, maybe it will come out, and then coronavirus hit, and then I knew it was never going to come out on the big screen. It was just never going to happen. The movie is cursed. It is cursed. It's supposed to come out for the past, what, like three or four years? The film entered pre-production in 2017, uh, scheduling for a 2018 release. So it's literally been in the can for like three years. I don't think this movie is coming out. And it, it would be smart of them to put it on streaming or Disney Plus because they know that whether the X-Men movies are good or bad, they always have a following. They always, people always show up to them. You know what I mean? They always make some kind of money, even when they're Dark Phoenix, whatever it is that's bombing. Like people still love the franchise enough that people will watch it, even if they don't like it, you know? Yeah, if you build it. They will come. They will come. Um, All right, everyone. This has been a mini episode of Whose Filmography Is It Anyway? Uh, Hopefully you like our lists. If not, well, then I don't know what to tell you. There were slim pickings this year. Get over it. These picks were slim, and they're going to be slimmer. Um, Very curious to see where we pick this up, I guess, at the end of the year. Yeah, this has been an eye-opening experience. I don't know where we're going to be by the end of the year or if we're even going to have a top 10 this has been the most troubling uh ranking i think i've ever done in my movie ranking so as always you can follow me on instagram at mr Vilmart. still working on uh getting that that instagram page for ourselves looking on that instagram page for ourselves Hmm? you know that uh, instagram page Maybe no one likes us in the process and we end up not uh, not making a page at all. No, no. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. It's going to be fine. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time.